Welcome to the Moments Podcast. We believe that every youth service should have three elements, worship, the word, and an exciting atmosphere. While we can't replicate our worship through song or our intense games on this podcast, we can certainly replay one of our favorite parts of the night, Pastor Wesley's message from God's word. So without further ado, here is this past Wednesday's Jesus Moment. There is not a greater sound on Wednesday nights than, not that noise, but hearing you guys sing and, and lift your praise to King Jesus. There's nothing like it. And so I'm excited, okay? We're, we're talking about what? Oh, man. Man. Like two of you are following along. Y'all raise your bullets in the air for me. Everybody. Everybody. Every person in the room. You guys pass that to Zach. Zach needs one. <laughs> hey, look at it. Oh, you can take notes and actually follow along. Wow. Life change happens here. And, and listen, don't miss this. Note takers are difference makers. So if you want God to change your life and use you to be the difference. And I basically gave you most of my notes. You just have to follow along and fill in the blanks. Right here, right here, right here. Shh. So we have been talking about. Bread. We have been talking about. Bread. Oh wow, Zach, that like hurt me inside. I don't know why. It it was like wow. And I thought, what better way to talk about friends than to put up the most iconic of all time, in my opinion, group of friends. Y'all know these people. Y'all know these people. If you love this show or like this show, you might want to take that statement back in just a minute, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Y'all know who this is? Yeah. Joey, yeah, Rachel, Chandler, Monica, Phoebe, and Ross. Man, it's been so long since I've seen it. And, and even though, like, when you see the highlight reel of these friends' life, like, it's amazing. They live in these apartments. They're in New York City. Life is just great. But when you actually start to look at the behind the scenes of their life, their lives suck. Because all they talk about is money, sex, fame, and how great they are as people. And they're kind of awful friends, to be honest with you. Like, this guy ends up falling in love with this girl when this girl was in love with this guy. And it's just a big mess. Like, they, like, it's just this, this intermingled just group of, like, what the heck is going on here? Y'all ever know that person in school? It's like every week they have a new boyfriend or girlfriend. Yes. Y'all know that person? Do y'all know that person? Yes. <laughs> Emily's got some stories. She's got some stories. Um, but y'all get the point, right? And it's like they break up with him, then they date them, then they break up with him, then they date them. And, and it's like, man, that person, you, you cannot trust them. Right? And so we're talking about this show, Friends. Okay, we're talking about what does it mean to be a W friend? Say W friend. W friend. And I want us to look from, from, from the book of John about what it means to be a good friend. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, that the, the characters in Friends show us what, what, what not to do, what, what, the kind of friend not to be. And just to recap, what was 
my, my, my one-liner, my phrase from last week that I said over and over and over again, that if you want, and if you want good friends, it starts with being a good friend. Finding good friends starts with being a good friend first. You with me? Are you with me? Yes. Having good friends starts with being a good friend. And so I'm going to be reading out of the book of John, chapter 1, verses 29 and on. And it says this. The next day, John. Now, I want you to picture John is like the main guy. There's not really a main character in the show, Friends. But if there was, let's just say Chandler Bing is the main character in the show. Okay, John is the main character in the book of John. It's almost like his name's there. You get the point. Okay, so John. John writes this. The next day, John, speaking of himself, saw Jesus. Who? Coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. And he goes on and he says this. John was standing with two of his disciples when he saw Jesus passing by. So John's here with his homies and Jesus comes walking past John and his homies. And John says, hey, you need to follow that man. Don't you follow me. Follow Jesus. And he goes on and he says this. It says verse 43. I'm not sure if I have it up there. It's okay. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, and he found Philip and told him, follow Philip. was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter, and Philip found his friends and told them, hey, we have found the one who Moses wrote about. And so in other words, the picture being painted here is, is this guy named Jesus and says, hey, we need to follow Jesus together. And then as they follow Jesus... More of John's friends and brothers and cousins, now Andrew and Peter, go and find all of their friends. And they say, hey, we need to follow Jesus together. And if you walk away with nothing else tonight other than this, please don't miss this. W friends. Okay, a friend that is a W, a win. W friends will do anything and give up everything to follow Jesus. And let's be completely transparent and honest with ourselves. Sometimes friendships are hard. Would you agree? Sometimes it's not only hard to be the right friend, it's hard to have good friends. Let alone friends that actually love you and care about you and don't just pop into your life when it's convenient. Hopefully, I'm I'm kind of relating to some of you, and you understand what I'm saying, okay? Not a Fortnite friend. Not somebody you you meet on Xbox Live or or PlayStation Live, and they convince you that they're your bestie, and a week later, you make them mad, and then they block you and never talk to you again. Not that kind of friend. Dean's like, yeah, you. (laughs) Y'all get the point, though. We struggle making friends sometimes. We struggle being the right friend sometimes. We struggle to just be a genuinely awesome and amazing person. And so John's saying, hey, the way that you become an awesome, amazing person is to spend guy with this, to spend time with this guy named Jesus. And so last week we talked about the way to becoming the right friend was to spend time with Jesus. And if you can learn to be the right friend, you can find the right friends in your own life.
So W friends will do anything and give up everything to follow Jesus. And you need to understand something, okay? John wrote the book of John because he wanted people like you and like me to know Jesus. That's what the whole book's about. Because, don't miss this, if you can know Jesus, guess what you can experience? Life change. Rachel's all coming. Why do we have a banner right as you walk up that says life change happens here? here? Because we want you to know that when you walk with Jesus, life change happens. And let me tell you something. I am not just glad that you're here. If it's your first time, your second time, or your 100th time, or you're not even familiar with church, I am not just glad that you're here. That's a lie. I want with everything in me to see you know and love and walk with Jesus. And I will do a lot of things to get you to that point. But I am not just glad you're here. I want to help you know Jesus. I want to help you feel connected. I want to help you feel embraced and welcomed by the community called the church, by the community called God's people, by the community called Wave Students in North Pace. I want to help you find W friends. And let me tell you something, spoiler alert, they're found in this room. Just ask the seniors. That's my phrase recently because they can witness to it. They can testify. So I wrote down a few things here, and I'm going to briefly tell you them, and then we're going to walk through them together. Number one, we're going to talk about finding your friends. Then we're going to talk about encouraging your friends, number two. Then we're going to talk about how to point your friends, number, number three. Number four, do life with your friends. Number five, don't give up on your friends. And number six, don't settle on the wrong kind of friends. And at the end, we're going to run it back with one of my favorite children's TV shows. So number one, say finding your friends. That was weak. It's because you're writing down notes. I love it. Say finding your friends. Finding your friends. There we go. And we look at the book of John and we see, listen, John understood who are the type of people that John surrounded himself with. That's annoying. Through it together. Who are the types of people that John surrounded himself with? People that followed Jesus. Jesus. People that followed Jesus. People that followed Jesus. So just a spoiler alert. Last week I preached the weirdest sermon of my life. I talked about boxes, bread, boundaries, and babes. And I, I mentioned at the end that if your friends don't help you pursue Jesus, they're actually holding you back from pursuing Jesus. And you need to understand something like maybe you figured out how to spend time with Jesus and read your Bible and, and serve in church and, and you know what it means to be a Christian, to be a disciple and to walk with God. But now you need to give every effort to surround yourself with those same kinds of people. You with me? With you. Like the, the people around you. closest five friends. Show me your closest five friends and I'll show you who you will be in five years. And if your friends do not emphatically point you to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Emmanuel, God with us, the creator of the universe, if they do not point you to Jesus, they're pulling you back and pointing you to sin, pointing you to Satan, pointing you to death, hell, and the grave, to chaos and destruction. And so find your squad that loves Jesus. And once you find your squad that loves Jesus, you need to encourage them. How many of you like to be encouraged? 
almost everybody in the room. Now, maybe there's like two of you that are like, I hate encouragement. And if that's you, I'm sorry. Don't encourage me then. (laughs) But listen, sometimes it's okay to say, hey, Madison, you're doing a great job. I love the fact that you're always taking notes. I love the fact that you're always reading your Bible. Where's Miss Sophie? Miss Sophie, will you come up here? I'm going to encourage Miss Sophie. Miss Emma, you didn't know this. But Sophie's one of the most evangelistic kids we have in this youth group. She brings a new friend just about every week. And we have this thing called, that was not as cool as I thought it would be. We have this thing called, who's your one? And all the white ping pong balls we give to students and they write a friend's name on it and they take it home and they pray about it and they put it in here. And then when that friend gives their life to Jesus, we, we write it on a blue one and put it in here. And so I want you to write Miss Emma's name on this. Because Miss Emma has given her life to Jesus, and she's gone public with her faith, and, and she's one of us, okay? She's, she's made the best decision of her life. You're doing a great job, Sophie. Don't give up. Emma, how sweet. Can we just stop and look at this? How many lives have been changed through you guys? You can go sit down. Thank you. Just put it on the... Thank you. <laughs> you see how that works? You recognize somebody's efforts, and you speak encouragement. Hey, good job. Zach, you did great on stage. You did great in the audience, even though you scared me a little bit earlier at the intensity you brought. Rachel, you did great remembering our notes from last week. Was that you? Yeah? Okay. Make sure. So number one, find the right friends. Number two, encourage your friends. Number three, point your friends. You need to point your friends to Jesus. Wesley, what does that mean? Sometimes you don't just have to slap your friend upside the head. Sometimes you have to say, hey, Adam, you need to get your life together. What you're doing is not right. Adam, you need to be serving in church. Adam, you need to stop. And if you know Adam, you know Adam wouldn't dare say a bad word. And he's up here almost every week on the cajon serving so I can pick on him. You get the point. You, listen, can I tell you the biggest lie the church has ever told people? And by church, I mean fake, not fake Christians, but Christians that don't know the truth. You are called to judge Christians. You hear me? People say, well, it's not my place to judge. Actually, yeah, it kind of is. I'm so glad that the Supreme Justice of the United States doesn't sit there and think to themselves, it's not my place to judge people. Actually, yeah, it kind of is or our society would collapse. You follow me? And God has called you to look at your friends and and based off of the standard and the principles of God's word, you judge their life. Your parents look at the standard and principles, hopefully, of God's word, and they use that to judge your life. Hey, son, hey, daughter, hey, you shouldn't do this because it's not going to end well. Are, are, Are you catching it? They're judging your life. And you should have your best friends next to you. Hey, you're struggling to read your Bible. I'm struggling to read my Bible. Let's FaceTime every night at 10 o'clock for 20 minutes and read our Bible together. I give you some tips, everybody. This is everybody. You need a friend that helps you read your Bible. Right? This is stuff to be writing down. That's how good this is. You need a friend that helps you read your Bible and prays for you. You need a friend or a family that can help you get to church when your parents can't take you. 
And you need a friend that you're doing the same things with. In other words, you need a friend that you're trying to help come to know Jesus. A friend that helps you read your Bible. A friend that helps get you to church when, when your parents can't. And a friend that you are loving on and trying to share your faith with. You need those three types of friends. A way to get in God's word. A way to be with God's people. And a way to live on God's mission and share your faith. You should have those three types of people in your life. Point your friends to Jesus. John saw Jesus and he just screamed. He jumped with joy. Everything inside of John said, hey, follow Jesus. You need to be following Jesus, not me. Because let me tell you something, I'm going to let you down. I am going to disappoint you. But Jesus is not. Number four, do life with your friends. Do life with your friends. And I'm going to skip this and go straight to number five. Number five, don't give up on your friends. Your friends are not perfect. They will struggle. They will give in. They will vape. They will cuss. They will look at things they shouldn't. They will do things they shouldn't. They'll hang out with people they shouldn't. And guess what? Let's go back to point number three. When your friends are struggling, it's your job to do what? It's your job to do what? It's your job to do what? Point. Point into Jesus. And say, hey, look, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And in case you ever needed an example of what this looks like, just ask some of our older high schoolers. Because they lock arms together and they hold each other up. Number five, don't give up on your friends. Number six, don't settle on the wrong kind of friends. And so hopefully you can see that I'm drawing this circle. Are you with me? There's a circle I'm painting in your mind. It starts with being the right friend. And when you become a Jesus follower, you hang out with Jesus followers and you point your Jesus followers to Jesus and you don't give up on them and you do life with them. And then whenever you're tempted to hang out with people that aren't good for you, you go back to the beginning and you focus on being the right kind of person and spending time with people that love Jesus. Now listen, don't miss this. You should hang around people that don't follow Jesus. But they shouldn't be your best friends. You follow me? Listen, don't miss this. This is good. I shared this at our fall conference. Jesus didn't hang out with sinners. Sinners hung out with Jesus. In other words, Jesus did not place himself in a position where he would compromise or he knew he would do something he shouldn't. So Jesus constantly placed himself around the disciples and in good environments and and sinners. People were constantly running to Jesus for healing and for life change. Because what ends up happening is when you don't surround yourself with people that love Jesus, your life will change for the worse. When you surround yourself Jesus and all these other friends to your life, then they want to follow you and then their life changes for the better. That's the difference. That's how Jesus lived his life. Don't settle on the wrong kind of friends. And I have an illustration and I hope it helps you. Do you know what the number one cause of death at sea is? 
<laughs> no, not quite, although that's a good answer. It's a good answer. Seasick, nope. Nope. What did you say? You know, it's so ironic that if you're stranded in the middle of the ocean, the number one cause of death is dehydration. Why is it ironic? Sophie? Because you're surrounded by water. Well, then why do you die of dehydration? Because salt water will kill you. It's still water. But because it's not been purified, it'll kill you. And you're like, but Wesley, they're still my friend. But if they've not been purified by Jesus and they don't love Jesus and want you to love Jesus, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. And, and, and I wanted to kind of run it back. Will you put the picture up there for me? Y'all know who these people are. Y'all tell me their names, somebody. Who's this one? Y'all don't know their names, forget it. We ain't going to do this. We ain't going to do it. No, 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 no. You, I know it sounds silly because it's a silly show for kids, but when you look at their lives and then you look at the lives of Chandler and Monica and Rachel and Ross, they're very different. And it's just common sense. When you do the right thing and you love people and you love Jesus, that's the whole point, your life looks radically different. Just like their life looks radically different. Different, and, and so I want to ask you, as Nathan comes up and, and, and begins to play behind me, what's your friend group made of? Genuinely, honestly wrestle with this. What is your friend group made of? Is it made up of friends that honestly could care less about Jesus and about church? Just by looking at some of you guys, the answer is yes. Rachel, can you shut the door for me? My next question, who are the types of people that you surround yourself with? Are your friends helping you pursue Jesus? Right here, right here. Are your friends helping you pursue Jesus? Or are they holding you back? Something we say all the time is that there is nothing like being in the room on Wednesday nights. While we have tried to give you a glimpse of that, we encourage you to get the full picture with us and join us in the room this Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Moments Podcast.